Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring Arkansas State University golfer Jack Maxey. Jack, welcome man. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. It's really great to get you on here. You know, just before we start, I want to say congratulations on transferring to Arkansas State University to play Division One golf, man. I mean, just huge congratulations on that. That is so awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely, man. Well, how have things been lately? You know, where are you at right now? Just, you know, how have things been this summer? Yeah, so I'm back home in England. Uh, came back from the States sort of uh, late May sort of time. Um, playing the summer season over here in England. So gotcha. had a few tournaments and got a few left for the summer, but sort of just, just on the practice ground at the minute, really. Sweet, man. That's awesome. Well, hey, that's great to be back home, you know, playing some tournaments and stuff, just really enjoying that summer without school. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome, man. Well, we'll get into the first question here. Where are you from and how did you get into the game of golf? Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm from Yorkshire, uh, which is in, in the northeast of England. Um, you know, the nearest big city to me is Hull. Um, which is about as far north as Manchester is uh, for people that don't know the UK, gotcha. um, but just on the on the opposite coastline on the east side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you know, I, I got into golf as a as a young kid. I, I started at you know about as early as I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom my mom tells me the story that um, when I was three, I was wanting to sort of play football. So for for American sake, for soccer, right, right, um, yeah. And I wanted to play football from as young as young as this you know, as I possibly could, but I, I couldn't get into a, into a club, like into a team until I was five. Yeah. Um, so at the age of three, I could start golf lessons. So as soon as I turned three, um, you know, that was it. I was, I was off to lessons, you know, group junior lessons down at you know, my, my local club. And, you know, I, I got involved from there and, you know, I've enjoyed it ever since really. Exactly, man. You know, and it's funny that, you know, whenever I have people on the podcast that are from, you know, other countries, specifically, you know, England and kind of, you know, those countries and stuff like soccer is just huge. Like that's like, like, that's like the first dream for a lot of people is I want to be a professional footballer, you know, and it's like, it's just so cool to kind of see how, you know, you were like, no, I'm just going to go into golf because that was the first thing you could like seriously get into, you know, at such a young age. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously I did play those sports as well, you know, when I yeah. got to that age, but it was yeah. the first thing that I started off because I couldn't play the sports, you know, it's just one of those things that, that happened and, you know, I've stuck with it since. Exactly. I mean, it's worked out pretty well for you, man. Um, you know, I'm really curious, what was it like growing up and playing golf in England? Like you said, you've played numerous sports, but I mean, golf specifically in England, I just feel like is, it's just treated differently. Like, it's just like a lot more important and really more like closer to the, I don't know, it's just a, kind of the home country of England, I feel like, you know, what was it like growing up playing golf in England? You know, growing up in England, um, playing golf um, is maybe a lot different to how it would be um, in America. Yeah. You know, we, you know, you, you play a lot of sports. Um, I think as, as a young kid over here, you're pushed into a lot of sports, for example, like, like your soccer, like your football. Yeah. Um, but growing up playing golf in England is a lot more club based. Um you know, you, you join a club as early as you can and, you know, that's it. You, you're sort of associated with that club for as, as long as you're there for. Gotcha. Um, playing club tournaments, you know, that, that's how you really start off in the, the sort of the hierarchy of tournaments that you, that you play as a, as a young kid. Okay. You start off club-based and get to Union, which is like your immediate district. Uh, district. 
Okay. Um, and then from there you go to county, and then from there you go to nationals. Um, gotcha. So you know it's 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 a lot of club golf to start with, and then you obviously progress. But growing up was a little bit different for me. I think with golf is I sort of used it more of like an escape almost from from everything else because when I was eight, um, I developed a heart condition. Oh my gosh! Uh, which meant that you know I couldn't play the the usual sports that everyone else played. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. You know, yeah. Your, your crickets and your tennises and and whatnot that I was sort of slowly getting into uh-huh. at the age of eight um so wow. I had that for about five or six years which meant that you know I couldn't really focus on you know the the other sports and, and golf is the one that I sort of stuck with um, right. because it was less less sort of exertive um which meant you know I was advised to, to sort of stick with that and avoid the others whilst you know I was going through this time but you know I had two heart surgeries to correct it and I'm all good now but wow you know, that, it was a little bit of a know a different sort of growing up perspective i think with, no with golf than it would be to the to the normal sort of person wow two heart surgeries i mean wow dude that is just amazing and it's great to get you know glad that you got past that and you know you're you're all healthy now and everything but wow that is definitely something that not a lot of people have to deal with as a younger kid you know that's crazy sure. man but geez that i mean really great that you know you're able to kind of still have golf that at least you know i mean golf is you know it's an intense sport, but yet it's not as demanding as, you know, maybe your football, your cricket and stuff like that. But gosh, see, that's crazy. So you're going through like the heart surgeries and stuff. Are, are you like any sports, like, is you still kind of just putting or chipping a little bit or is it just like nothing? Uh, no, I, I can pretty much play the, the sports, the full. Okay. Um, yeah. I was mainly having issues when my heart rate was like raised. So, you know, that, okay. that's the reason why I couldn't play the, the gotcha. more exertive sports. Gotcha. Um, so golf is sort of quite a, quite a relaxed, you know, yeah. chill way of, of playing sports that maybe I couldn't do otherwise. Um, right, right. But, you know, it was all over by the age of 14. So, you know, I still had a, a period of time where I could play, you know, my my more aggressive sort of sports. But um, I see. golf was my my escape during that time, really, I guess. No, it's great that golf was there, that you were able to have that escape because, gosh, that's just intense, man. I, I had no idea that you had the heart, you know, the heart surgeries and stuff. That's that's crazy, man. So I'm just really glad that you got through that. Everything's good now. Um, but I mean, as you kind of progressed and I know kind of in other countries, high school golf's not really a thing. You know, it's just kind of you go to school, but you do all the golf uh, kind of outside, like you're saying, club wise, uh, union wise and then national wise. But I mean, was it like kind of playing, you know, going to high school and then playing for your club and stuff? And then maybe kind of as you, you know, as you kind of developed your game and stuff and moved up a little bit, what was it like play, kind of playing that club golf? Sure. So I think the UK, you know, is, it doesn't have the, the same high school sports setup as you'd find in America. Yeah. Um, so you, golf specifically is a very much sort of extra extracurricular activity, really. Yeah. As they'd, they'd class it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not involved in curriculars or, you know, anything like that. You wouldn't teach it in PE. But, you know, you, you'd played like the odd football match or the odd rugby match for school against like a, another local school or something, or you might play the National Cup or something. But gotcha. you know, golf, you know, as I said before, you're affiliated to your club and and that's it. You know, you're playing club tournaments and it, you're not representing your, your high school at all. Right. Um, so the, the main focus is, you know, other sort of outlets for team sports at that sort of age mm-hmm. um, within golf. Um, so there's like a county setup. OK. Um, so I think like the equivalent to like an American state mm-hmm. and my county being Yorkshire. Um, you'd play match play days uh, against other local counties. That's awesome. Um, so you'd, you'd play foursomes in the morning, singles in the afternoon, and 
you know, there'd be a league and then the winner of that league would go into like a national. Um, so there, there was sort of like a, a team golf aspect. Um, yeah, I guess. that's it's, pretty cool. It's not affiliated to your school, I guess. That's really cool. Though. I mean, and that's like, I mean, I've had some people on from Sweden, people from England as well. And there's a lot of match play being played over in Europe and stuff. I mean, that's like where, you know, both, you know, you guys just really excel in that. And that's really cool that you guys are able to play so much match play at a younger age like that. And then just, I mean, compete with all your buddies and stuff. I mean, that's got to be a good time there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it, it definitely builds up a team atmosphere, you know, as, as you would find, I guess, in a, in a high school, you know, it's a, right. an equivalent, but, you know, you're not associated to your school at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, it's kind of like maybe means a little bit more instead of playing for your high school, you're almost, you know, you're playing for your county, you know, you're playing for Yorkshire and then, you know, playing for national levels and stuff. I mean, that's kind of almost got to mean a little bit more that you're playing from where you're from, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess you're you're playing for a wider area, aren't you? I guess you yeah. know, there's, there's more players that could be picked in in place of you, I suppose. So yeah, right, yeah, right. I I would agree with you. Maybe it it means a little bit more, you know. And the, the team aspect is, you know, maybe a little bit more as well. You know, you everyone wants it that little bit, right? You know, extra, I guess. Exactly, but I mean that is so cool how how just junior golf is structured over you know over in Europe and stuff like that. I think it is so interesting and it's totally different than what you know, you see in America here, but, you know, I think it just, it just really shows the kind of, you know, appreciation you guys like have for golf. I think it's just like, it's kind of, it's not, it's not really the same here in America. Like, God, I have people that they talk about, you know, I love playing, you know, juniors in this and all this like that. And I'm just like, man, it really, like, you can just hear the stories and stuff playing as a younger kid. You know, I think it's really interesting, man. Really interesting. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think we, we play a lot of different formats of the game as well, I think, which is another thing that maybe right. sort of makes, makes junior golf a little bit different. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I'm really curious, you know, whenever you're, you know, you're playing these junior, you know, junior events, you know, with your buddies and everything in your hometown country, you know, did you ever kind of come to the US to play in junior tournaments or was it mostly stay in Europe and just kind of do, you know, everything that they, everything they made available to you there? Yeah, so, I mean, people did. Um, I, I didn't. For one, um, I didn't really travel very far afield to play tournaments. I think Scotland yeah. was about as far away as gotcha. I got um, yeah. to play Scottish boys. Yeah. Um, but no, like, you know, if I guess if you had the money to go and travel to these places, you did. Um, oh, I, I, I for one didn't. I mean, yeah. exactly. It's not, you know, it's not the cheapest thing to do is to play oh, golf and, gosh. you know, just traveling up and down your own country is is enough. Um, you know, oh, I'm very yeah. fortunate to have parents that are willing to. You know, fork out for these trips and you know Absolutely. it's not for, my, not for their benefit it's for my benefit so yeah you know, I, I greatly appreciate that but um yeah junior tournaments were sort of you know uh, not stressful but you know you're trying to enjoy it you know you're young at that age and you know you're, you're trying to sort of you know enjoy it as much as you can but you do know that you know people are looking at your results you know and if I play well in this I can get into the next tournament and you know right if my rank if my ranking is this good I can play in that tournament and uh-huh. You know, it does get a little bit stressful at times, but, you know, we're still without traveling outside my country. I still managed to play, you know, great events like the Caris, which is English under 18s and the British boys, you know, and yeah. exceptional golf courses. So, you know, absolutely, you, you can play a, a pretty good schedule, you know, without moving away from, from your home country. Absolutely, man. And you talk about those British boys, you travel to Scotland and playing golf. I mean, there's so many good golf courses in England itself. I mean, God, the kind of golf, the quality of golf you're playing in Europe is just, 
I just feel like, I mean, there's a lot of good, you know, there's good courses in America and stuff and, you know, it's very expensive to play, but geez, man, you know, the, the, the tournaments and courses you're playing over in Europe are just, that is so cool, man. I think that's so cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The, the quality golf course as well, not just the quality of tournament, but the quality of golf course that these tournaments are held on, are, you know, they're exceptional. You can't complain at all. God, in the conditions that you guys are playing in too. I mean, that's gotta be, you know, a lot of wind, some rainy days. <laughs> Oh yeah, certainly up in Scotland. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't know if it was the the last time I played Scottish boys, but I think the first time, it was you know two degrees Celsius, so nearly freezing. You know, oh, blowing 30, yeah. 30 mile an hour winds, rain, and then the next day you turn up and it was you know you in a t shirt and trousers, and you know it was no wind at all. You know, just one day to the next. You know, but that's how it is, and you just get on with it, and that's that's golf over in, in England, I guess. That's crazy, man. I think it's so interesting, though. But I mean, you really like I knew whenever I was playing junior college golf and all the guys from England, Scotland were coming over and playing. I mean, there's just a different kind of like style of golf that they played. And I think it's so cool that I mean, I'm sure it's like ingrained in your body, too, because you're playing in all this wind, cold weather and stuff. And you just maneuver the ball a little differently than some people would in America. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, the golf course that I grew up, growing up playing on is right on the coastline as well. So, oh you know, yeah, it's it's not sheltered from any wind whatsoever, and you do go out in forty mile an hour winds, you know, and you just get on with it, I guess. But you don't, you don't really get too much in America. Absolutely, man. I think that's so interesting, though. And then, I mean, as you progress and your game's getting more developed, and you know, you're getting older, and it's coming to that time of, you know, I know university over in Europe and stuff, but I mean you wanted to come and play college golf in the U S I mean, at what point did you make that decision and why did you want to come to the U S and play college golf? Yeah. So I, I can't really remember a time where, you know, I, I suddenly, you know, decided, right. Yes. You know, I, I want to go to America and, and play yeah. college golf, but yeah. it was always something that, you know, the people that I was playing with, you know, in my sort of area, you know, people were talking about it. A few, a few kids went, a few kids, you know, went and then didn't enjoy it, came back again. So, gotcha. you know, it was a little bit of a minefield really as to, you know, should I do it, should I not? But, I mean, the idea of that, you know, you you go, you meet new friends, you meet new people, you live in a different country, you get to play golf every day and you get a degree doing it, you know, right. it's quite hard quite hard to turn that <laughs> yeah. prospect down, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think I started like the recruiting process in 2019, uh, which is the year after GCSEs, which is when you finish uh, high school okay. um, in England. Um, but between high school and university in England, you have this thing called sixth form, which is sort of just to bridge the gap between okay. the education at high school and okay. university. Yeah. So it was in the middle of that sort of time that I sort of decided, you know, like, right, I'm going to take this seriously, you know, and I'm going to try and put myself out there and sort of see what happens. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, the, there was not a single time where I can remember thinking, you know, right, okay, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. But mm -hmm. it seemed like the next, next sort of logical step in my golf. Right. I get you. And it's like, how do you go about that? I mean, are you just like, mass emailing did you kind of get i know they have the recruiting agencies and stuff over in europe they have them in america as well you know did you get kind of with an agency and try and get some profiles out and they kind of help you you know direct you to some colleges or you know how'd you go about that being in another country yeah so i mean i won't lie you know when i first started to sort of get into this i i knew nothing like Absolutely. Knew nothing oh, yeah. At all. yeah um there's a guy at my club um, who goes to the university um, already in North Carolina at this point. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he went through an agency and sort of helped me out with their sort of contact details. And I ended up um, sort of, you know, going with them and them helping me out, you know, which is you know a great help because honestly, I, I wouldn't have had a clue where to start. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, and I got a few interests, you know, straight away, but, you know, nothing that really sort of worked. But, you know, I, th- I think that's the best way to go about it, really, from from a perspective of not coming from America and not really knowing the, the college system. And, you know, you, you don't have the the high school sort of set up to sort of get you into that sort of format of golf, I guess, as well. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's just and it's great that your buddy, I mean, was able to help you out because, I mean, I know myself, the recruiting process, it was like what do you do? Like you, you start emailing and they hopefully respond, you know, I guess that's kind of the game sometimes you play, but I mean, to be able to, you know, have an agency and stuff like that. I mean, that's just, it's really good that you're able to kind of, you know, get some initial offers right away, you know, probably wasn't what you were looking for, but to know that what you were doing was working out and it was kind of like the way to go about it is kind of, you know, it's promising. It's promising. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have, you know, that stellar of a junior career, really, you know, I didn't have coaches falling at my feet. So, you know, I had to do gotcha. that sort of that extra little bit of digging, really, which, you know, the recruiting agency really helped with. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's huge that they have those and they're really helpful. I know a lot of guys that, you know, even from international guys from, you know, Australia and stuff, they use those as well. And I mean, those are super beneficial to get you to the U.S. and place you in kind of the uh, maybe appropriate, you know, university that you probably should be in and stuff. But um, I think it's really interesting that they have those and available to you guys because, gosh, I couldn't imagine being in another country and looking at places in a whole other country to be like, maybe I'll go play here. Let's look up some pictures online. And yeah, it looks kind of good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's intense. Been there man. before. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I know there's you know, a lot of guys that say, you know, they, they looked at pictures of the university and oh yeah, it looks good. And they show up and it's like, okay, wait, the pictures don't look like this. Like what's going on here? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You can but, get look, quite easily lost in that sort of minefield. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, God, that's just, that's crazy. But I mean, you ultimately, you had to have narrowed it down to a few schools. I mean, what were some things that you were looking for in a university and kind of their golf program whenever you were going through this recruiting process? Yeah, so, you know, I, I had very sort of specific sort of qualities that I looked for, really. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, the access to facilities was, was a, bit, a big thing for me because I think that the sort of the, the lifestyle that you live back in England when you're going through school and, you know, golf isn't a part of school. I think it's, it's big to, to be able to sort of uh, combine the two, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so example say if I'm if I'm in classes in the morning you know I can go straight away to, to some practice area or yeah. to some golf course or something that's, that's nearby so I really wanted to make sure that you know the, there were facilities close by that I could have access to you know whenever I wanted and as, as soon as I wanted to as well you know which right. was was a bit a big thing for me um, location is something that I looked at a little bit but as I said before you know I, I didn't have this sort of amazing junior career right. that I'd, I'd sort of built and you know, mm-hmm. I hadn't won any big tournaments really. And, you know, I wasn't in the forefront of these coaches' minds. So the, to try and find the balance of one, like being able to afford it to start with, mm-hmm. and then to have all of these qualities that, you know, you, you aspire to as well. You know, it was quite hard to try and find the, the combination of the two that, that would work for not just myself, but for my family as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's, and I mean, you can't just like drive there and go, I'll go check this one out. You know I mean? Geez, that is just, I think that's something that's really hard to wrap around, you know, wrap my brain around is that just, I mean, yes, you have these things that you want out of university and you're literally just having phone calls with people and you're like, like I said, looking up pictures online and you're just trying to find everything that you can without even physically being there. I think that's just crazy. God, that's just so intense, man. 
But I mean, you ultimately found a place. I mean, you committed to to Kaiser University in you know, in Florida, great location. Really curious, why did you commit there? Was there something that stood out to the program about you know having the access to the amenities, like you're saying? What was it about the university there? Yeah, so it's a little bit interesting that story actually because you know I'd I'd had a few offers from other schools, uh-huh. um, yeah. and. You know, nothing really quite worked, like either the scholarship didn't work out or, you know, the location and the facilities didn't quite work out. And I'd almost sort of thought about just staying in England and just going to university in England or, you know, going up to Scotland, you know, and trying to find a university that still played golf, but obviously not to the same level. Uh Right. Um, So so Kaiser sort of came up, not not quite last minute, but, you know, it was cutting it close, really, to sort of trying to make a decision. Uh Um, And yeah, I mean, Kaiser's based in West Palm Beach. I mean, in Florida, you, you can't. No. get much better of a location than that yeah um i mean weather included i mean the the winter that you have there is you know it's like england summer you know you, uh-huh. you really can't you really can't complain at all yeah so i mean they also have um facilities on campus which you know is an ideal you yeah, know it's one of the first qualities that i looked at mm-hmm. um you know you can go straight out of class or straight out of bed in the morning you know 30 second walk bang you want to you want to you know on a range or something yeah you know it's it's you know the stuff of dreams really um and Kaiser also had um they've got a very international like sport focused you know student um, collection yeah exactly so like you know you want to surround yourself with as many sort of like-minded people as possible Uh um, which I think is important you know not just playing golf but you know just just trying to get away from golf you know going out and playing a bit of tennis or you know going to throw a football around or you know Uh playing you know whatever sport it is with your friends you know it's it's the whole sort of collection you know right um so i mean the the idea of kaiser you know being in the naia and not being in the ncaa schools never really crossed my mind like mm-hmm. i wasn't that bothered at all mm-hmm. um you know i knew they had these facilities i knew they were in like the best location you could you could physically ask for oh yeah you know i mean i mean my recruiting agent said you know that sometimes people come to him and ask for you know scholarships from schools that are literally just based in the south because of the location because of the weather uh-huh. you know so i was very lucky that this sort of came out sort of last minute and you know it it worked for me it worked for my family you know and it was it was a done deal you know i didn't really have to take too long to think about it yeah and that's so great and it's so crazy how you can put all this work in and then boom this one university pops up and oh you know it, it seemed you know it works out and what you're looking for and the next you know boom you're attending the university and you're you're going there i mean it's just I'm really glad that you're able to find a place that really worked in what you were looking for, what your family was looking for. And I mean, they had everything that you had to offer. I mean, gosh, you're in Florida, West Palm beach. There's no shortage of golf in Florida. That's for sure. (laughs) No, exactly. Exactly. Yes. It's absolutely ideal. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, you talk about how many international, you know, people and just how many different countries they bring from, you know, just the golf team itself, 25 players on the team and they are from everywhere. I mean, yes. that just kind of has to be a little welcoming for you as well. It does, yeah. I think the the transition is a lot nicer. I, I had a friend that lives about I don't know about an hour and a half away from me, and he he'd gone the previous year before I went to Kaiser. Oh, gotcha. So, gotcha. You know, I was able to get a bit of a feel for it before I'd even gone, which was really nice. You know, that's um, awesome. But yeah, I mean, I I in my room uh, the first year I shared with five others, and there were three English, one Norwegian, and one American. Wow. You know, so just just our room alone, you know, it's nice obviously to have the have the English guys there, you know, to yeah to relate to at times. But right, you know, I mean it's nothing that I'd ever experienced before, you know, mm-hmm. meeting all these people from all over the world. But I think it made the the transition of moving country, you know, a lot easier. 
mm-hmm. um, having those having those people around you. Um, but yeah, 25 players on the team. I think when I got there in August, I think there was 31 on the men's team just alone. 31. Oh and then another gosh. 10 on the girls' team as well. So you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of you know people to to mix with and a lot of people yeah. to, to hang out with. But it was a fantastic team environment, if I'm honest. You know, the, yeah, everybody got on with everyone else, which I think in that. So when you're talking that sort of size of numbers, yeah, you know, it, it's rare to find, you know, a group of people that, you know, get on so well and everyone's rooting for each other. So mm-hmm. I think if you if you talk to 90% of you know, college athletes and, you know, they said that there was 20, 25, 30 guys on the team, yeah. you know, I think that was a, a massive red flag, but it, it really wasn't, you know, every, everyone, you know, supported everyone else and it was a fantastic environment to walk into. That is so awesome, man. Like, I'm so glad that you got there and it, it just it all worked out. It seemed like, I mean, just, but I couldn't believe it when I'm doing my research and I'm looking at the roster and I'm like, my gosh, this list just keeps going. But I think that's so cool that they're, I mean, each player is from everywhere. I mean, you have, you know, people that are from, from England, which are very helpful. And then you have people from other countries, you're learning different cultures, some Americans. I mean, that is just so cool that you guys all meshed really well together and just, I'm sure you enjoyed your time there. I know it was kind of a, you know, it was a shorter time, but, you know, like we said, you, you're ultimately transferring to a division one program now, but I mean, just tell me about your time at Kaiser a little bit, you know, what, what all came along with being a golfer at Kaiser, you know, in Florida, maybe take us through your weekly schedule a little bit of what that looked like when you were back there. Sure. So, I mean, going into it, you know, I didn't really know what, what to expect. You know, I, I hadn't had too much experience in, in college golf knowledge, um, yeah, yeah. you know, so, but it was absolutely fantastic you know it was better than I would have ever really imagined you know we get to play at some really good golf courses um in that in that area I mean in West Palm Beach there's a lot to choose from so Uh it's it's very uh you know I'm very grateful that we got to play the courses that we did Uh um we'd play you know three four times a week our coach would give us uh tea times based on sort of how well we were playing during that period um so you know the, the better the golf course you know the the better the ranked player in the team would get a tee time there, for example. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but everyone was was guaranteed to play at least, you know, two or three times a week. And then the better players, maybe three or four. Gotcha. Um, you know, the coach would drive us to the golf course on a, usually on a Tuesday and a Thursday. So, uh-huh. you know, which was nice because you don't have to sort of rely on other people giving you lifts. I mean, me, right. for example, I don't I don't have a car whilst I'm over there. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always hitchhiking off of the people. And, <laughs> hitchhiking. You know, you, <laughs> using other people's uh, gas money, I guess, but yeah, um, yeah. But no, it was nice that sort of you know the, the coach would be with you, and you know he's willing to take the time out of his day to you know to, to to transport not just not just myself, but you know, I don't know eight, nine, ten players to the golf course to, to play just just in the afternoon. You know, it's it's yeah. uh, you know credit to himself, but I think that's also what makes the team so good um, mm-hmm. to be a part of. You know, everyone's playing, everyone's sort of on it, everyone's you know. As, as best as they can in that period, you know, to get those tea times, you know, the better courses, you know, right. So it creates a bit of a drive, you know, if you know, if you know that you're not necessarily going to be making a team for the tournament, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you still have something to play for, you know, you, you want to go and play at your PJ nationals or, yeah. you know, all those courses that are around there, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it brought another incentive if you like. Also we'd have um, like team workouts once or twice a week, uh-huh. you know, nothing, you know, nothing too strenuous, really. It was mainly based off what your academic schedule looked like. You know, if yeah. with a team so big, you know, you can't please everyone. You know, you've, exactly. you've got to yeah. make, make whatever works, you know. Yeah. So one or two times a week uh, for mm-hmm. workouts and then you'd be playing golf three or four times a week. I mean, it's, you know, it's ideal. And 
the rest of the time, you know, you've got for homework, you've got for socializing, you've got for, you know, classes as well. So it was a really good balance. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to balance in college golf, but you know, it's great that, I mean, your, your coach seemed like he was very dedicated to the team. I mean, to go drive you guys to the golf course and knowing that you guys don't have cars. I mean, that is just speaks volumes on the kind of program that, you know, that coach is having there. And I mean, really taking care of all all the players, it seems like. I mean, that's just really cool. And playing courses like PJ National and, I mean, God, those opportunities, man, are so, so rare. And that is so awesome that you had that access there at Kaiser. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It was very much appreciated by, you know, a lot of players on the team, you know, not just the top ones and the bottom yeah. ones, you know, everyone in between as well. It was, uh, yeah, it was just amazing, really. Yeah, and I have some stats here just on your – um, just on your first year here. I mean, you had a bunch of accolades that you got. I mean, you you earned first team honors. You led them in the lowest, you know, stroke average, 71.59. I mean, that is just amazing scoring average of your first year of college golf. Um, you know, you claimed two tournament titles on the season. And I mean, you were named Sun Conference Player of the Month in September, Player of the Week, earned NAIA Golfer of the Week accolades, and you guys were NAIA National Champions. I mean, just a huge first year, really good golf, 71.59. Congratulations on that, your first year of college with the transition, everything that you're handling. I mean, God, you went out there and you took care of business with golf still. I mean, just great first year as a freshman. I mean, I have to ask, were there any changes that you had to adapt to? I mean, obviously on paper, looks like, you know, you, you played really well. You guys were national champions, but I mean, yet you're still – you're from England, you're coming to Florida, you're coming to something that is totally different. Were there anything that you had to get used to or maybe adapt to? Yeah, um, well, thank you. Start off, that's, that's very kind of you to mention all those things. Um, but I mean, the, the team that we had was just amazing, really. I mean, the the quality, you know, from our, you know, 20th guy, you know, he'd, he'd be, you know, up there, you know, week in, week out. Um, yeah. It wasn't as if we had like a, a set, you know, five players that make the team every week, you know, right. it was a very competitive environment. So, you know, I, th- I think the national championship is a credit to the environment that we were in all year. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the people that played or, you know, the coaches and, and whatnot. It was, you know, an amazing experience for all of us. But I, I think like the biggest thing that I learned pretty quickly, I think going to college in America is, like learning to manage your time really well. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that you've got to keep an eye on. You know, there's so many things that you have to do. You know, you've got your homework, you've got your classes, you've got practice, you've got tournaments. You know, you, if you're traveling, you know, you're missing days of school just through traveling and you've got to come back and, you know, catch up what you've missed in, in classes and homeworks. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, that you have to sort of, you know, manage well enough to sort of either get by or, you know, excel at. Um, uh-huh. You know, I mean, everyone has their priorities. You know, I, I know a lot of the golf guys you know would obviously rather be out there practicing rather than doing homework but right, you know, right. <laughs> you've, you've got to prioritize what you need to do in that week and and you know whether you've got to catch up on school or whatnot you know it's it's got to be done so I, I think you know it, it helps a little bit that the classes that you take at college in America are a bit like um, what they are in sixth form in uh-huh. the UK gotcha you know like if you go to university in England you know you, you're more likely to be sat in a lecture with someone talking at you rather than being in a sort of cooperative um, high school type of environment where right, you know, right. you're expected to answer questions and you know expected to sort of contribute to the lesson if you like yeah um, so I think it helped a lot you know having gone through that sort of system over in England to then transfer it to American college you know I, I think that that helped a lot but you know it's it, there are many different things that you learn along the way I mean 
traveling, for example, for me, you know, before I'd come to America, I'd never, never thought in an airport before, right. never been in a plane, you know, it, even like little things like traveling, you know, and sorting out your documents and this, that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and what to have through security, you know, it, all uh-huh. those little things that, I mean, having a, you know, coming over in August for the first time, you, things that you don't even think about, you know, you, you've got to, you know, sort of go with the flow, if you like, and pick up things as you go along and, uh, I think helped us, you know, not not just with the golf, but academics and, you know, our enjoyment of the year as a whole. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Canyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Yeah, I mean, geez, man, but... I mean, I just really applaud everything that you've done, man, to put yourself out there, coming to Florida, you know, just getting used to everything on the fly. Like you said, I mean, you're going through security at airports and you're like, I didn't even know I needed to have this out, but all right, let's get this you know, ready. And, you know, now that, you know, you're very <laughs> accustomed to it now with traveling and stuff, but I mean, just really applaud you for everything that you've done. And then to come here and I mean, national champions you finished number three in golf stat rankings i mean with your scoring average and everything you were first team all-american i mean dude just amazing stuff man i mean what did it mean to you to go through all that stuff and i mean to just get acclimated to such a new environment and then to have these accomplishments i mean what did that mean to you what did that show about your game yeah i mean it meant a lot you know i think coming over to america you know you you try and sort of pick yourself up and think you know like right I, I can compete with these guys, you know, I, I can, I can do this. And, you know, you, you're trying to sort of tell yourself that you belong there and whatnot. So I think it was very easy um, to sort of, sort of fit into those shoes, if you like, early on by having quite a fast start in, in right. tournament, right. Um, in tournament life, if you like, um, which sort of helped sort of everything else go a lot, a lot mm-hmm. smoother. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, typically you don't travel so much in the fall season, uh, mm-hmm. but then when it comes to the spring, you know, it's, it's a bit more full on, yeah, um, the the schedule and the traveling. So, you know, it it was a, a big change, but definitely something that I would do again. You know, if if I was asked to do the same thing again, you know, I, I wouldn't even think about it. It was, uh, yeah, I, I, quite the experience. You know, having not traveled much and you know having no knowledge of college life, but it, yeah, it was amazing. You know, I I have no complaints whatsoever. It's just, you know, one of those things that you know before you go, you think, oh, everyone else does that. You know, I, I don't do it. You know. Uh-huh. Um, and it turns out and it turns out so well like it has done you know it's amazing yeah and it's kind of just a testament to everything that you know, I mean that the work that you've been putting into not only on the golf course but off the golf course because I mean all the skills and everything that you're learning off the golf course I mean you know it pours over into your golf game into life in general so I mean it's just like all these experiences are just going to make you a more well-rounded golfer more round more well-rounded person just in life in general man but I didn't just 
really, really respect for everything that you've done, man. I think it's just so cool. Um, and just to have all the opportunities and the experiences that you've had. And I mean, it all went smooth. It seemed like, I mean, I'm sure there were some times where it's like, maybe you missed home, maybe you missed parents and stuff, but I mean, it's like you stuck to it and you just continued your process, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I think anyone who moves to a different country, you know, is always going to have those times that, you know, you miss home for whatever silly reason of course. on that day, but you know, it's, it's trying to look at the bigger picture and trying to say, right, well, I'm here to, you know, get as good at golf as I physically can do. And, you know, trying to stay on the track that you came to America for in the first place. Exactly, man. Exactly. And not only did you come out of the gates firing your first year at Kaiser, but I mean, like we said, you've recently signed on to play you know, at Arkansas State University to play Division One golf. Tell me about your decision to transfer. What was that like kind of going through the recruiting process a little bit again? And how did you land on Arkansas State? Yeah, so like the recruiting process was a little bit different this time. You know, I wasn't planning on leaving Kaiser after one year. That wasn't uh -huh. my original yeah. um, sort of plan. Uh -huh. But, you know, they contacted me and, you know, it's an opportunity that was you know, too good to refuse, really. Yeah. Um, I had thought about maybe moving after two years to try and, you know, try and find somewhere in D1, you know, a little bit higher up in the competitive scale, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but once they'd approached me and, you know, and the offer worked for, for me and my family, you know, it, it it was very hard to refuse. You know, I, I very nearly thought about, you know, if I stay at, at Kaiser in the in the sunny weather, you know, for another year. Right. You know, and, and I can put myself in the transfer portal and, you know, see what happens. But mm -hmm. you know, it, it was it was too good to to not take. And you know, I'm I'm very excited to, to get started, you know, and it, it seems like a, a good fit to me, you know, if, as I've you know mentioned before with the, the qualities that I looked for originally for a, a university, you know, they they have you know facilities that are you know, exceptional and, and close by that uh, yeah. very easy to sort of have access to, which, you know, ticks a lot of boxes for me. So, I mean, once I'd got around the idea that I really wanted to move on and push myself to the next level, if you like, you know, it was yeah. a pretty straightforward decision. I mean, I mean, it's all right there. It all just seemed to work out pretty great. And I mean, to be able to transfer and play division one golf is, I mean, that's what everybody dreams of playing division one golf. I know everybody in America playing junior golf, they want to play division one golf. And I mean, the fact that you're able to have this opportunity now, I mean, what are your expectations going into Arkansas State? I mean, you've had the NAI experience, you've had the success at NAI at the highest level, national champions, third ranked in golf stat. I mean, what are your expectations for Arkansas State? And maybe what are you the most excited about? Sure. Um, so I, I wouldn't really say I've got too many expectations, really. You know, I, I realize that it's uh, maybe a, a jump up in in standard and you know, yeah. quality of golf. So I, you don't really know what, you, what you're what you dealing with. You know, I don't know whether I'll struggle to make the team, for example. You know, they've got a, a lot of great players on their roster. So, yeah. you know, it's not something that you can take for granted. So it's a whole different, you know, kettle of fish, kettle of fish that you're, you're dealing with. So I don't really want to sort of set myself any expectations of, you know, mm -hmm. awards or, you know, results-based. You know, I, I think right. it's the, the approach would be to sort of take care of your golf and you know that'll take care of everything else really mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah. you know i mean playing in the naia we won i think nine from nine out of naia hosting events wow um you know and i realized you know that's that's not going to be the same at arkansas state you know it, uh -huh. it's you know almost impossible and you know eventually you've got to think about yourself and about your game and you know i, I think that i'm likely to improve the most by going there as opposed to staying, staying at kaiser um, yeah so, you know, I think that's what I'm most excited about is the the, sort of the opportunity to improve more than I have done already. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that they're 
although the size of the roster was good at Kaiser, I think with having a head coach and an assistant coach um, to cover a smaller amount of people on a team, mm-hmm. I think could create a lot um, of like one-on-one sort of, you know, yeah. chats, meetings, lessons, whatever yep. you want to call them, you know, I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that could help push, push me forwards as well, you know, so you know, I'm excited to get started really, you know, I can't wait to, you know, get into team practicing and, you know, play that first tournament. Absolutely, man. Well, and everything that just comes along with division one golf. And I mean, like you're talking about having a head coach and assistant coach, smaller team, be able to be a little bit more personal, you know, and really, I mean, obviously, like you said, at the end of the day, I mean, you want to develop your game, you want to be the best player you can be, and you want to play the best you can for your team. But yet, you know, a team like Arkansas State is just what is going to make that available for you and what's going to be able to develop your game to the next level like you want to. Um, just really excited for you, man, to play at Arkansas State University. And I mean, with, you know, obviously you don't you don't want to put any expectations. You don't want to say, oh, I don't want to be, an all, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I have to be an All-American or this or that. But I mean, do you have any goals, maybe just the remainder of your college career? I mean, I know you have, I mean, you transferred early on in your, in your college career. So you're able to maximize all your years at Arkansas state. I mean, do you do maybe just have any goals for maybe this next season or you just want to get there and just play golf, let that kind of take care of itself. Exactly. I think that would be the approach that I'd choose. You know, I I did that at Kaiser really, you know, not really, you know, knowing what to expect. I sort of just went with the flow and, you know, Good, good golf, you know, takes care of itself. You know, the, the awards come from good golf. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you've just got to worry about the, the golf side and you know, everything else will fall into place. Um, so I think that's that's my goal, really, you know, is, is keep improving, you know, and on the, on the same trajectory that I'm already on, you know, use the, use the coaches as, you know, base as opposed to sort of someone that might organise the team. You know, I, th- mm-hmm. I think they could have a little more involvement mm-hmm. on individuals games because they're dealing with a smaller number of players you know right. i think that's you know something that's you know sort of getting me the most sort of excitement out of this move as a whole you know you uh-huh. can sort of be a little bit more involved on a, on a personal level as you said right um you know it, it's more sort of golf based and and you know based off best of my game really um you know as i said that's what i did at kaiser you know and it worked out okay so yeah yeah <laughs> i think i, I mean, might do the same Whatever you did at Kaiser, just do the exact same thing. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, the accolades that you got from, you know, your first year at Kaiser and you just went out there and you just play golf. I mean, God, just do that again. Just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, you have so many years of college golf left. I mean, you're going into your second year of college golf. But, I mean, have, do you have any idea about your future maybe after college golf? I mean, is professional golf in the equation or are you just kind of mainly focused on going out there and doing the best you can? for your college career yeah i mean I, I would say that pro golf is definitely something that i i look look to be doing in the future and um, yeah. you know it's my goal since i was a little kid you know yeah. playing at three years old you know you, you dream of being the best you can be and you know if that means professional golf great if it doesn't then you know so be it but but that's the plan really um i don't really know how i would go about it at, at this time you know i've still got three years left at college obviously there's absolutely i've got time on my side yeah you know, and, and who knows, you know, golf is such a such a volatile sport that, you know, I might be in the posi- best position to turn pro right now. You know, you, you who knows? Know. Yeah. Um, so I think you've you've just got to take it as it comes. You know, I, I think that, you know, I would maybe see myself if I was going to turn pro, you know, go back to Europe, go back to mm-hmm. England and, mm-hmm. and do it. You know, I, I wouldn't really know how to approach it in America. Yeah. So I'd feel a lot more comfortable back home. Yep. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of mini tour Um you know, mini tour events and mini tours, you know, as a whole yeah. um, popping up, you know, near where I am at the minute. And, 
you know, you get a few good results on there and they give you starts on like the challenge tour, for example, or the Euro pro. Yeah. You know, yep. and it, that that's maybe, maybe something, a route that I could go down, but as I say, you know, I've, time is on my side. I've got a few oh, years absolutely. left. I've, I've got plenty of college golf still here to play, but it's definitely something that I'm, I'm aspiring to do. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's what you grew up wanting to do as a kid. I'm sure, you know, watching the European tour, DP world tour on TV and you're just like, it's where you want to be one day. So, Hey man, I, I know once again, I'm just really excited for your time at Arkansas state. And then not only that, but after your college career and everything, but like you said, time's on your side, a lot of time left, but we're heading to the next section of the show. Just like to call the ham and egg section. It's just kind of some fun questions, get to know you a little bit more. Um, something I just, I got to touch on again. I mean, I know you said, you know, it worked out really well with how large the team was at Kaiser, but I mean, with 25 players, when you first got there, there were 31 players. I mean, what was qualifying like? I mean, what was that like competing with that many guys just for the lineup? Yeah, our qualifying's, you know, got pretty interesting at times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I remember playing one in, in January, and I think we were going to our final round of qualifying for the first tournament of the spring season. Uh-huh. And I think there were about, you know, 10, maybe nine players that had a realistic chance of making the top five, yeah. all separated within like three shots. You know? So there I am, for example, from a personal perspective, you know, I've, I've had a decent fall season, you know, yeah. I'm sort of looking to kick on, you know, and I'm like, you know, I make a double down the last or, you know, I make a, you know, a few bogeys coming in, you know, and I, I miss the team, you know, that's, uh-huh. that's what life was like, you know, playing in a team with so many players on it. Yeah. Um, but as I said before, it, it was fantastic, you know, having so many players from, such you know different cultures from all over the world from different continents you know mm-hmm. getting to know them and getting to know their sort of you know their their qualities and their characteristics was you know just just something that you know we all went along with and you know no one had a problem with it was you know fantastic experience not just for golf but you know as a, as a life experience you know meeting these people mm-hmm. um you know it's definitely something i would i would do again you know i, I think we'd have almost like 45 people like associated with the team with men's women's and coaches involved there's a a lot of people to know and there's a lot of people to to sort of get on with but everyone did you know it was that sort of environment that you that you dream of in a a team you know everyone's rooting for everyone else you know the 20th guy on the team is congratulating the the sixth guy on the team for making the making the the squad for the the next tournament you know it's no one's no one's harsh over it. No one's sour over it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's everyone's happy for everyone else. And, you know, it, it's really probably what, you know, got us through such a, an amazing year because, you know, everyone wants to be a part of it. That is so awesome, man. I just, I, I, I think it's just everybody was congratulating each other. Everybody wanted the best for each other, it seems like. And I mean, that's just really cool to be a part of something like that, because, I mean, like you said, you know, you were, you know, one of the best players in NAIA overall. And yet you make a couple of bogeys coming down the stretch and that could be your spot. I mean, it's just exactly, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So, exactly, but I just, yeah. I'm really glad you touched on that a little bit because I think it's just, you don't see that very often with, with college, you know, with college teams. So always love to talk about it if I can. So really interesting stuff. Man. Oh, definitely. Next question I have here for you is maybe like, Oh, what's in the bag? I'm really curious about what, you know, what players are playing, you know, what kind of, what kind of clubs do you have in your bag currently? Are they kind of a widespread of manufacturers or have you always stayed with one brand kind of your whole life? Um, so I wouldn't say I've stayed with one brand my whole life. I think, you know, yeah. as a junior, I, I play with, you know, clubs for three, four years. And at the end of that three, four year stretch, they know they weren't necessarily any good for me, you know, anymore uh-huh. with, yeah. with both spurts, you know, and you're trying to, 
you know, get as much consistency as you can whilst you're growing a foot in a month. You know, it's right. it's tough as a as a junior, but mm-hmm. um, at the minute, I'm lucky enough to have my club supplied by Ping. Um, you know, I'm not like contractually assigned, but I'm lucky enough for the local rep to yeah. to uh, to supply me with the clubs. You know, and they've you know they've been a godsend to me really. Um, you know, having the the constant fittings, I think you know with slight swing changes that you might make, and you know if right. you're falling out with one club, you know you've you've got a replacement, you know, mm-hmm. right in your doorstep. Mm-hmm. um so I, i've been with them for the past two years you know it, it's, it's been fantastic really i think it's almost improved my game you know more than i've realized because at times you know if you're playing with the wrong the wrong set you know the wrong, the wrong right. shafts the wrong heads you know the wrong oh yeah you know, you're not flighting it at the right you know angles or you're not spinning it at the right amounts you know uh-huh. it's um you know it's tough to play in those, in those conditions when it's not going right for you but you know, I, I still, you know, use whatever works for me. You know, it's not like, you know, I get all this stuff, you know, given mm-hmm. to me. So oh, I, I must course. use it. And I've got a two iron, for example, that I've used since I was, you know, 15. I bought it in this, you know, this awful, like regular <laughs> stiff shaft that thankfully I've, I've changed now. But yeah, you know, it's one of those, you know, old faithfuls that I've Oh I've my kept gosh, there, so. yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky to to have Ping, you know, on my, on my side. But, you know, I, I would still use whatever works. Of course, man. And of course you got the two iron. I mean, that's like a, I mean, that's just like every person that lives in England or Scotland's got to have a two iron in the bag. It's really cool that that's like, kind of like you said, been kind of overliable and you've been able to just switch shafts in it. And you know, when you get that club in your hand, where that ball is going to go. And that's just really cool. But I love hearing that relationship you have with Ping because God, Ping is just really takes a lot of college players under their wing. And I think it's just so cool to have that relationship. Cause like you said, you can make some swing changes or something can happen and you have the wrong shafts, wrong heads. Cause that's huge when you're playing at the level that you're, that you played at and that you're going to be playing at. So it's great that you have that relationship now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you, as you say, you know, the, the slightest tweak can, you know, oh. make the difference between making the cut and not making the cut or winning your first event and coming second, you know, it, yep. those fine margins that, that you end up talking about, you know, the silly little things like the way that you, you put a lies or the way that you know, your, your irons look on a certain, you know, day, yeah. you know, it's, it's all those little minor details. So I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative of them being on my side. Absolutely, man. That's so awesome. Um, next one I have for you is, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs in the game of golf. I mean, with the game of golf itself, I mean, you can be playing really good at some times and some days you can be playing pretty, you know, pretty horrendous, but that's just how golf is. But is there something about the game that you really appreciate or cherish? Yeah, I mean, I think golf gets to us all eventually, doesn't it? You know, yeah, there are does. days that, you know, that you wish, you know, you never started it in the first place. But I think the... <laughs> The, the sort of the deep sense of satisfaction you know when you do get it right you know i i mean it's controversial i know but i think it's golf is the most like difficult sport there is to play right you know it's yep. it's not like you're playing in a in a soccer team where you know you've got 10 other guys to bail you out if you have a bad day exactly you know? it, it's all on you and and i think i i like that a lot you know it's you know i know everyone can have bad breaks and good breaks but eventually you know your golf is down to you you know there's mm-hmm. there's no other you know, excuses you can come up with or complaints you know it's you know it's you and the golf course and and that's it you know if you don't play well on that day you know so be it you know it's as frustrating as it is any other day uh-huh. um but i think that's what you know keeps most of us going back for more and it certainly is for me you know what keeps coming back uh, what keeps me coming back for more sorry mm-hmm. um you know I, I enjoy the practice as well you know the practice is a lot of you know a lot of golf really 
you know, it's not like many other sports, you know, where you can stop playing for a couple of months and then come back right. to at least be the same standard as, as you were when you left. Oh, yeah. You, know, you, ha- you have to keep on top of your, of, of your touch and of your game. You know, it's it's um, you know it's deeply rewarding when you do get it right, but you know, awfully frustrating when you don't. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> man. And you talk about like you know you can go play another sport and you know you can rely on other guys you know to bail you out, or you can take a month off and maybe come back. You know, but God, if you take a month off in golf, that is a long time. <laughs> so, I mean. It, it, it's just one of the, I think it's the best game out there. And like you said, you know, you think it's the most difficult game. I would totally agree with you. There's just so much that goes into the game of golf to be playing at a, such a high level. And I mean, I know a lot of people play golf for fun nowadays, but I mean, geez, I know for myself, like whenever I do something, I want to be good at it. You know, you want to be able to like compete, you know, you have that competitiveness in you. And so it's really cool to hear that you really enjoy the process of getting better and just everything that golf offers. So I think it's really interesting to kind of hear everybody's different appreciation for the game of golf, including yours. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, with some sports, you want to perfect it straight away, but you know, you've got to accept that with golf, you never got to perfect it. Are you? No. You know, <laughs> no matter how good you are. Exactly. You could be working on your game, however many hours a day and you can always be working on something and just to get better in general. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen in the game of golf. That's for sure. Next one I have here for you is maybe, you know, people in England that are looking to make that transition from playing golf there to playing college golf in America or just junior golfers in general. But is there kind of some advice that you'd want to give junior golfers out there, maybe just bettering their chances to get recruited or just help their games overall? Yeah, I mean, I think the the first thing I would say is, you know, get out there and, you know, play as much as you can. You know, uh-huh. it, at a young age, it doesn't really matter, you know, having a few weeks off here. And now, obviously, it's nice, but I think, you know, the the needs to sort of get out there and impress, I think, is is very is very big in, in junior golf, um, especially, you know. And, uh, you know, you've got to enjoy it as much as you can, but to to not be caught up in the, in the stress of knowing that, you know, if you've got a few college coaches you know, coming to watch you like British boys, for example, or the Caris, you know, yeah. you, you've got to, you know, be as comfortable as you can in those, in those, you know, situations. Um, you know, for personally for me, you know, I had a few coaches come over and watch me in British boys and, you know, I missed the cut and, you know, I, I was completely crumbled really under the pressure, but yeah. I think you, you have to accept that, you know, they're coming over to sort of just to help you, you know, mm-hmm. they're not, they're not coming over to criticize and, you know, it's, it really is just the process of learning, you know, how well you play under pressure, I think, mm-hmm. is another, mm-hmm. is another you know, good point to, to bring up to, you know, impressing college coaches. I mean, you know, staying patient is maybe another good one as well. You know, the, the, the dream, you know, scholarship offer or the dream, mm-hmm. you know, university that, that you want to end up at, you know, is not going to come straight away. You know, I think it's very important to, to get across the fact that the NAIA, you know, is, is a good you know place yeah. to start I yeah. mean, if not start you know end you know it, there are fantastic universities that, that play in the NAIA and junior mm-hmm. college as well for example you know it, it's not like you need to you know get to division one you need to get there as early as you physically can you know uh-huh. yeah it's a fantastic option to to really consider and I mean you know you don't necessarily have to do what I've done in transfer you know I could I would could happily spend four years at Kaiser you know and no one would bat an eyelid you know it's it's you know, there, there are definitely different options out there for, for many juniors. And I think exploring them all is definitely, definitely a good, uh, good thing to do. 
Absolutely. And I'm glad that you talked about NAIA is a great route to either start at or end at because there's so many universities out there. Even if you go play Division II golf or Division Three golf or whatever it is, I mean, just the fact that you're able to play college golf, I mean, just it, it, I think that just really, really is important for a lot of players out there because, yes, everybody wants to play Division One golf, but you can play at some really intense NAIA schools like you did. I mean, Kaiser. 25 players. I mean, if you don't become a better player there by just competing with your teammates, I mean, it's just, so I'm really glad that you brought up that, you know, being patient as well, because, you know, everybody wants to play at powerhouse schools. Okay. I need to get there as soon as I can. It's like, there's so many players that have played three, four years at division two, division three, you know, what NAI, whatever it is, low rent division one, and then they get to those powerhouse schools their last year or two. And then that's their end goal. So, I mean, I just really glad the stuff that you brought up being patient and just, I mean, just really getting out there and playing. I mean, that's ultimately where college coaches are going to look at. They're going to look at your scores. They're not, I mean, you can go on the range and bang balls all day, but get out there and play. Exactly. I think, you know, the, the bigger tournaments as well, like, you know, it shows that you're willing to put yourself in uncomfortable positions and yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're not just happily, you know, banging balls away in a range with no one else watching. And you know, <laughs> if you miss hit a few, you know, no one's going to be there, you know, watching right. you. I think right. you've got to put yourself out there and put yourself in some, you know, pretty uncomfortable situations. Absolutely, man. Next question here is, you know, what's the most memorable golf moment you had that you can always go back to that you just had happen while you're playing golf? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm very, you know, grateful that I've had quite a few of those experiences. Really. Yeah. Um, I think my first college win is something that stands out. You know, straight off the bat, um, it was in his book. You know, a PGA Tour course. You know, holes uh-huh. that you could recognise from watching the TV, or, <laughs> although I'd never been there before. You know, uh-huh. yeah. it was, um, you know, a really cool experience to to play that course, let alone play well in it as well. You know, I've just played the the British Amateur this past week, um, playing yeah. a tournament of that sort of, you know, that sort of level. It's not really something I've really done particularly before in the past, mm-hmm. and, you know, playing a tournament where, you know, there's a media center and, you know, there's people with cameras and you're coming and watching you play. And, you know, there's people that you've never seen before that, that turn up on the first tee and follow you for 18 holes. And it's like, you, you sort of look at them thinking like, who are you? Like, you know, <laughs> should, should I know you? Should I not? You know, it's that sort of uncomfortableness that sort of makes that tournament so great, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the, the moment that, you know, stands out the most is winning national championships this, this past year. Right. It was, you know, the way we won it as well was a little interesting, if not a bit nerve wracking. I mean, we, as I said, we've gone eight for eight in the previous, you know, eight tournaments hosted by NAI teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't take a genius to work out that we were favorites really. <laughs> um, and, you know, going in there, knowing that we're playing so well and, you know, that, you know, it was almost our tournament to lose, or at least that's the mindset that I felt. Right. A couple of the guys on the, on the team felt that way as well. But, uh-huh. you know, and, and ultimately, you know, we got off to a decent start, you know, played okay. And then Dalton State came from nowhere really on the second day and, and really sort of was under a bit of pressure. And eventually it got to nine holes to play and we were all square. In a match play situation, now it makes it a little bit easier. But when you're playing best score, you know, out of four, best four scores out of five. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it it makes it, you know, one guy makes a bogey, you know, the other guy makes a birdie, you know, someone makes a double, you know, it all counts. And, yeah. you know, we're, we've got live scoring as well. So we're entering our scores in our phone. So we, we know exactly what's going on. You know, yeah. the, the pressure's right there. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it comes down to the last few holes. And it ended up being that we won by, I think we won by three shots. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the four guys who had their scores to count on the final day all hold puts out of side, outside of 10-4 on the last screen. Oh, wow. It came down to that sort of fine margin. And oh my although gosh. it was stressful and nerve-wracking and, you know, horrendous at the time, you know, eventually <laughs> once we'd won it and, you know, the relief came over us and so you can look back and realise, you know, that was like seriously close. Like you know, we, yeah. we played well all season and, you know, if we hadn't have won that national championship, it almost would have felt like a disappointing season, really. Right. You know, the, the form that we were all in as a team. Um, but, you know, we, we got it done and, you know, it was an amazing experience. You know, we, we um, travelled back as a team, you know, on that um, evening to the hotel and then travelling back to West Palm Beach the next day, you know, the, the morale was, you know, as high as it ever had been, you know, it was, it was really good, really, uh, really great experience to be a part of. That is so cool, man. And it's so cool to hear how you're going back and you're looking at life scoring and this only came down to this. And that is just so cool that that is something that you'll be able to go back to for the rest of your life. I mean, that winning feeling a national championships, what everybody wants to win as well. And I mean, just huge congratulations on that moment and everything that you've done, you know, putting yourself out there in the British am and stuff. And I mean, it's just, it's really cool to hear these experiences, man. So I'm really glad that you're bringing them up. And just once again, congratulations on that national championship. That is just, that, that's huge. That is so cool to top it off, that top off that season with the national championship. So that is awesome, man. We're heading to the last question here, man. I mean, there's a ton of people that I'm sure have gone into your support system in golf. And I mean, there's probably your, I mean, you can never narrow it down to a few people or anything like that, but is there kind of a person or a group of people that have really inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Um, yeah. I mean, as you say, you know, there, there are countless people that end up supporting you, you know, on your, on your golf journey, you know, and it's, you know, you can't sit here and name every single person of ours. You'd be here for hours. You know? <laughs> right. I think, um, I think my parents are definitely, you know, up there with, you know, the top, if not, you know, you know, like right up there with, you know, everyone else has helped me as well, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they've, they've got to be willing, you know, to, to fork out a load of money for me to go and play junior oh tournaments, you know, in the, in the South of England or go to Scotland and play. And, you know, obviously from the age I am, you know, I've not worked as, as many years, you know, to be able to fund, you know, going to America. So they're the ones that end up paying the majority of that as well. So, right. you know, you've got to, you've got to really have a, a supporting, you know, family network, I think to, to really sort of be successful and even, you know, in amateur stages, college stages of your career, let alone professional. So, yeah, you know, that, that really doesn't go unnoticed for me. You know, I'm, I'm greatly appreciative of them, um, you know, and not just the, you know, the financial resources, but, you know, the, the moral support. And, you know, you have a bad day on the golf course and you can come back, you know, and, and life's no different to how it was when you left. You know, it's, right, right. You know, it's, it's not you know, like they would say, don't you, that, you know, your score doesn't define who you are. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, having that sort of realization that, that keeps you going almost in, in golf sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had a few um, sort of experiences when I was younger with professional golfers. My golf club um, ran like this tournament um, for Ian Poulter's Junior Invitational. Yeah. Um, at the time he had his brand IJP and I think mm-hmm. that, that sort of made them sort of qualify to, to send some juniors to that tournament. Gotcha. Um, and I was lucky enough to go two or three times, I think it was. And, you know, to be able to meet someone at that early age, I think I must have been, you know, nine or 10. And to, to realize and look at these people and think, you know, that they're human too. You know, you, you see right. them on the TV and it's quite easy to forget, you know, that they'll go home and sleep at night just like you will. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and to be able to be exposed to that sort of level of golf uh, at that age, you know, really sort of spurs you on and sort of says, you know, like, right, you know, why can't I do that? You know, and, and 
really sort of motivates you to so when you go back from that tournament to go and practice you know like right you know i'm good to be the next you know in Palti, you know, as, as cringy as it is saying that at 20 years old now, but when you're, when you're nine and 10, you know, that, that's what you think. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, Ian Poulter, man, he, I mean, he's still, there's still a good player and everything, but God, back in the day, he was something else. So, but that is so cool to have that experience and to also just your parents. I mean, they're going to be with you no matter what happens. Like you said, you can come back home from a bad round of golf and they're still going to treat you the same as they would if you shot, you know, you know, a, a billion under, you know, it's just, so it's really cool to hear the people that are in your circle and those experiences that you've had, you know, it's just so cool, man. And I'm really, really excited for not only the rest of your college career, but just professional life and just life outside of golf too, man. I'm really, really excited for you. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been an amazing journey so far. And, you know, I, I hope it continues on the same trajectory as it is. Absolutely, man. And going to Arkansas State, Let's go, man. Really excited for you with that, too. But um, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Jack, thank you so much for coming on, man. Really loved hearing your story and just, I mean, just everything that you've been through and just to see the results that you've put out and the success you've had, man. It's just, I think it's just really cool to hear. And I hope a lot of people out there just really learned a lot of stuff that you brought up during this. So really excited for oh, you. Yeah, no. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. And whenever I always like to shout out the podcast alum. So whenever we see you out there, we'll make sure we post you and stuff. Sure. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.